Uh, welcome to High Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and Alicia's here. Hey, guys. Today, we're here with uh, Josh Catlett, a uh, big name in the uh, recovery community. Uh, so we're going to hear a little bit about him and his story, and uh, we're just going to kind of throw it right to him. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Josh Catlett here, recovering fentanyl addict. So... <clears throat> So the floor is mine, right? You just want me to yeah, take off with my go, man. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Okay, so I kind of wanted to add a few things into this podcast. Yeah. I I feel I feel usually when I do these podcasts at the same rundown of my story, I'll actually end up leaving out a lot. Yeah. See, I know, I know how that is because when we did our first episode, like there's just so much to it. It's hard to right? push it all into one. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot, you know. You do miss out on a lot, right? But yeah, it's it's, it's impossible. So I, I would like to on this one, in, anyways, you know, try to add some things that I have probably left out in other ones. So sure, I want to start uh, my childhood. You know, I've always I was diagnosed with uh, you know ADHD at a really young age. I was medicated, yeah, put on medication at a very young age, which is uh. That's a whole nother spill when it comes to the, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of putting kids on medication, but Hey, I was one of them, you know, I, just, just because I was the type of kid that was really outgoing. I talked a lot. I wanted, you know, they kind of make you feel like, Oh, well, you're not normal. So let's medicate yeah, you. Right. So we can make you act like everybody else. And yeah. Yeah. Kind of calm you down. Not, right? Yeah. Not something I've ever agreed with, but as a child, you know, you don't know no better. You're getting pulled out of the lunchroom. Right. To take this pill. And I, I remember at one point it was affecting the way I eat. Like I wasn't eating. I was giving my food away in the lunchroom. I was getting sick. I didn't know what was going on. You know, it was just, I just thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, taking this medication. Looking back, I probably never should have been on the damn medication. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, that there's a big correlation between people with ADHD and things like that and addiction because, uh, you know, there's been studies done and, and people with ADHD, they don't produce the same levels of dopamine as, as a normal brain. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when, when somebody that's been diagnosed with ADHD or actually has it, you know, things like bipolar and all that, when we get a hold of these substances, it feels a little different to us than it does a regular person. 100%. Because we've been, yeah, we've been dopamine deficient for our whole lives. So when we, when we play with that, that hormone level or whatever it is, it feels a little better to us. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. So, agreed. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, um, people with ADHD are at higher risk, a hundred percent. And that was me. You know, that was me. I remember the first time I got high. It was uh, marijuana. You know, me and my friends got a hold of some marijuana. Typical gateway drug story. You yeah. know, um, and we, we, you know, we smoked. I started smoking weed there for a little while, and then I got my hands on some pain pills. Right. And mm. yeah, I was around 15, 15 years old when this happened. I remember the actual story. I, me and my friends went to the public pool. I got sunburnt real bad. I mean, we stayed out there for every day for or all day for two days. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, you know, being kids, just playing. I didn't have sunscreen. I remember I got sunburnt so bad. The top of my feet, I couldn't even move my feet because I was in so much pain from being sunburnt. And my grandmother, she got prescribed hydrocodone fives. Right. Five milligram hydrocodones because she had went through cancer and, you know, she had a lot of health problems. 
And, you know, she didn't know. Like back then, back when I was 15, the opioid epidemic wasn't like an epidemic. People were just, you know, this was 2005. That's when they was prescribing all this stuff to people, not thinking there was a problem. So, I mean, it ain't like my grandmother knew that, hey, these are addictive and I shouldn't give him them. She gave them to me. And it helped with the pain, you know. But it also made me feel really fucking good. I remember that. I was like, damn, I really like the way these make me feel. Yeah. So I would I would steal her pills. Like once I found out what she gave me, and you know, me and my friend, we, we would we would take them here and there. And then uh so that kind of got me used to taking pain pills. And I also remember I found a whole script. I think it was it was a prescription for me that I think my mother had put up over a, a, a tooth surgery or something. Yeah. I ended up finding them in the drawer and I took the whole bottle every night. I would take two. I remember I would take two. I'd go lay in my room and just sit there and chill. You know, if yeah, you know yeah. about opiates, right. you, yep, you I know, like, yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I, uh, fentanyl was, uh, my DOC as well. I mean, this was, you know, it's almost eight years ago, but the, uh, and that started the same way, you know what I mean? The, uh, the oxys and the, uh, and then on to hydromorphs, uh, hydromorphs and, yeah. and all that. So opiates, you know, we both, uh, that was our thing, especially when we were younger. Right. So we definitely, definitely know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, somebody, somebody that's, uh, Everybody works different. Some people take opiates and they hate them. They're like, oh, I never want to take this again. But they'll do something like methamphetamine and love it. And that becomes their DOC. You know, everybody's got their DOC. Some people are addicted to marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Or gambling or food or, you know, tattoos even. (laughs) You know, it's it's something to take it out. That's a real thing. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, that's a real thing. You know, people decompress in different ways. That stress buildup is a it's a lot more important than what people think. You got to manage that stress because if you, if you don't manage your stress, it'll lead you to want to decompress in unhealthy ways. Yeah. So that's what happened to me really with the fentanyl. I'm, I hadn't knew about opiate. You know, I had been doing opiates my whole life uh, yeah. leading up to doing fentanyl. I knew exactly what it was. I knew it right. was the king of opioids. Right. I knew it. Yeah, it's a, so, it's a different kind of uh, opiate. You know what I mean? It's 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 up there. level. Yeah, it's another level. It's definitely another level. But uh, so let's go back to my my teenage years. I end up I end up moving out of my mother's uh, supervision or care or whatever to my dad. And uh, you know, my dad lives a little bit more of a wilder life. There's you know, there was a lot of his friends with, you know, drinking and partying and just like, mm-hmm. that's normal to him or was. So I, I got, I got introduced to all that or moved around all that at a very young age. And I was, I had more freedom. I was a, you know, I was, I was drinking at 16, getting drunk, just like a grown adult, just, yeah. you know, getting drunk, doing pain pills with getting. And, uh, to be honest, back then, if I didn't have pain pills with my alcohol, I didn't want the alcohol. Like it right. went together for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how I would once I once I got that feeling, like I had to have both. I couldn't right. have one or the other. I wanted I wanted both, or I wasn't gonna have a good night. Right. I, right. Have- I find these days too, that's happening a lot with uh, cocaine. Yeah. Is that uh, you know, people are like, Yeah, I'll drink tonight, but we're getting a bag, or you know what I mean? Like that, that's I see that happening a lot more often. 
um these days than than even back then but the it was like the opiates if you're taking a pill or whatever and you're drinking it's gonna amplify the you know what i mean the the results so. oh it makes it a whole different feeling experience Absolutely. you know um, that's really what I, you know back when i was trying to really quit fentanyl stop doing it the alcohol was in my stupid ass addict mind i'm thinking well i'm just gonna drink you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to drink. Every time I would drink, it would lead to me going and getting a bag, yeah. you know. Or, you, you, know uh, you drink and you get reckless, right? So it's it's more yeah, your yeah. drinking brain is don't care. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. let's do it, fuck it, you know. Right. But, you know, you know, when you're in that addict mindset, you'll tell yourself anything. Yeah, to try absolutely. It. yeah you'll justify, justify it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to justify. Exactly. And that's what I did there for a while, you know, um, which never worked. I don't even think. I don't even think I was successful one time. I don't, and I did it a bunch. I would tell myself this weekend, I'm just going to drink yeah. every single time I would get a few in me. Oh, I'm hitting the dealer up. I'm hitting one of my friends up. I'm going to get something. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like that, you know, it was like that every time. So, uh, okay. Went to live with my dad. I go, okay. So I'm getting into a lot of trouble around this time too. I'm hanging out with, you know, troublemakers i was a troublemaker myself i was right, i was right. very didn't give a shit you know i was out there as soon as i turned 18 i'm going to jail yeah i remember i remember i went to jail first time i went to you know adult jail which i never i never went to juvenile or nothing like that yeah. my mother was actually a juvenile probation officer right, <laughs> it's right. funny enough yeah it's not so always the way that, yeah yeah i think that helped me out a lot in my my teenage years but as soon as i hit 18 you know that that didn't save me so right it, it really is uh, you know um the people that you hang around to are it, it makes a huge difference you know what i mean and you do start to learn that in sobriety that once you surround yourself with sober people or you know you network with sober people it, it really does make a difference rather than you know because it, it takes one person you know one trigger and you're there you go right that's something i heavily preach on my Absolutely. platform yeah, yeah. people place things if you've been following my platform for any amount of time, you, you got to know yeah. that. Like, well, and, and I, I have people, you know, they'll they'll contact me, you know, what do I do to get clean? I'm like, it's hard to hear, bro, but you got to you got to just get a whole new circle at this point. You know what I mean? Because you're out yeah. with your friends and they're all doing it. I'm like, you're going to fall off if you're surrounded with these people. You got to surround yourself with the people that you want to be like, you know what I mean? You want to be sober. You got to be around sober. people. Yeah, that's just how it is. What you just said something too. Um, that's one of the that's one of the biggest misconceptions I, I I I get or I hear when people come at me like I can I can talk to you for five minutes and tell if you're serious or not about this. Right. Yeah. What people do is they'll underestimate the process and think that well this is going to be easy. No, recovery is not easy, dude. Get off all. these. You have to change your whole fucking life absolutely it's yeah. serious it's right. a serious matter and, and you know and i've been there too right like uh, that's how it, it's like i've had to you know move away you know and completely yeah, start a hundred percent sometimes and, it just gets to that point where you know you just gotta take off for a bit and you gotta move away for a little bit reinvent yourself get and you know what that's when i got off the the fentanyl and all that i moved uh you know away for six hours mm -hmm. away you know, so that when I when I got good out there, I came back and I stayed good out here. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because I learned how to, you know, be that person I wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if it's easy, you're doing it wrong. 
you know there's no wrong way to do it but that's definitely the wrong way if there was yeah Yeah, people set themselves up for failure yeah oh yeah it's one of those things that it's you know um nothing good comes easy and recovery is that thing you know what i mean where it's like it's so worth it to be to be sober but it is fucking tough work you know and you got to be ready to put it in yeah and if you understand that you set yourself up for success it's just understanding that hey this is going to be a difficult hard road but there's going to be a lot of reward that comes with it yeah yeah and the rewards are you know they outweigh the 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 cons of it you know what i mean a long shot if you're going to be sick, you're going to be hurting. You know what I mean? But that's all temporary. And then the beauty of recovery and sobriety, it could last forever. You know what I mean? It's a better life than running around, running the streets, being sick, fucking, you know what I mean? It's for it's, real. it's been way better for us. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody, anybody in recovery is going to tell you it's been, you know, it's and seeing those rewards in the beginning is is difficult. Like, And that's what kind of that's what discourages most people that had me discouraged. It's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel when you when you're at rock bottom, you're in the yeah. streets and you know, you you you've messed your life up in a bunch of different ways. You might have a lot of fines to pay for your probation or you yeah. just feel like you're in this hole and it's like, dude, getting clean ain't even gonna help me at this point. But it will. You would be surprised right. at how much you can accomplish if you just do the right thing every day. You know, right. have that one day at a time mindset, put your head down and work. Right. And a year later, you're going to look up and go, holy shit, I can't believe I accomplished all this. If you think about it, it's like, um, you know, it it took a lot of work for you to dig yourself into that hole when you're using drugs. But you're high and you're not really noticing that yeah. it's happening. And you don't care. Either. Right? And it, but it takes that same amount of work to get yourself out. But you do realize when you're doing it because you're not high anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're you're aware of what's going on. And so I think that's the difference is that people don't really see how how they dig themselves down, but they see the come up. And then that's what makes it worth it because you are seeing it and you are, you are, you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then it's like, come on life. I'll take whatever you got. You know what I mean? Like after you, you build beat, confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you just build yourself up and that's instead of beating yourself down and that's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing I always talk about is the self-esteem issues. The lower you go, the lower, the further down you go in your addiction and the, the di- bigger you di- dig that hole, your self-esteem goes with it. Yeah. So in the beginning of anybody's recovery process, your confidence and your self-esteem is at an all-time low, which reinforces your wants to actually do the drugs and numb out. Because you don't want to face these things. Yeah. You don't want to face all this shit you've done or the position you put in your life. But as you go up, as you start getting up, putting the work in, accomplishing things you start to notice that your self-esteem builds back up your confidence builds back up and you will get to a point that you're like i do this like you said anything life's got for me throw it at me i've got this right Right. because you're just unstoppable at that point you know what i mean you did something you thought you couldn't you know which is just crazy to me but once you do it it's like come on man you know which is the part it's like one of my favorite parts of it right it's just that I've, I'm a really strong person and I know that because of this. So, oh, I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, if you made it out of any addiction, yeah, you know, you got something, you got something that a lot of people don't have ambition, right. drive, right. you know, yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I respect anybody that's, that's dug themselves out of that hole of addiction because right. I know that it's not easy and I know who, I know what I'm made of. Like, I'm not a weak person. I'm not, 
I go out and get what I want. And that addiction had me, you know, almost put me six feet under. It had me, I lost everything. Like yeah. all that drive and ambition, it was done when yeah, I was in my You know? For sure. Now, now you actually give a shit about your own life. And you know what I mean? And and same with me or, you know, your family or, you know, people that care about you when you're down in, in the addiction. You, it's not really something that matters to you all that much. You know, it's yeah. just getting that, you know, getting that whether or not to be sick or if you're doing it to be high or whatever. Right. But with yeah. the opiates, you know, it's more like you got to do it just to be like normal again. You normal. Know? Yeah. yeah, it gets to that point. It definitely gets to that point. Um and that's the danger zone. That's mm -hmm. that's the point that uh, it's life or death at that point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you got to look at it that way. You you got to look at it that way. But for anybody out there listening, and you don't and you don't think you can make it out of it, I thought the same thing. I remember I used to watch content just like this, looking for any kind of hope or sign to kind of motivate me to yeah. get out of that and start the process. I want everybody to know that. Uh, We've all been there, and 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 I, I made it out. You can make it out too, you know. And I'm no better than anybody else. Yeah. I'm not special, right? Anything like that. I'm human. I was addicted the same way. And uh, this thing is possible, man. It really is, for sure, man. Yeah, I think like uh, the biggest thing that I like thought a lot about just like since we've started this was that I've spoken to a few different people who are like. You know, I have nothing. So it's like hard to give up the drugs because it's all I have. Yeah. And I'm yeah. at first I'm like, OK, but you have nothing and you're addicted to something. That means you have less than nothing Yeah. because yeah. you can't even function as your regular self. You can't put forth anything towards anywhere or anything because of that. Right. So how are you going to get somewhere or get something more than nothing? If yeah. you're beneath nothing, basically, not, like being sober is something, you know. Yeah, when that's I'm, having something. Yeah, and I that's did find place that, you start. know when uh, you know that was somewhere that I was when when I was getting off the drugs is like, mm -hmm. well, you know, I had lost my my son, and you know what I, it's like. Well, what's the point? I lost my family, um, but you do find that those things do come back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, like you know, once once you build that trust back. Um, it's a really special thing when you can build the trust back with your family and see that, see them look at you with trust and, and know that, you know, before I, I they didn't even want me in their house cause they thought I was going to steal something or, you know what I mean? So that is one of the rewards of getting sober is that you can take those things back. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's always a way to get the things that you, that you've lost back, which is dope. You know, I made a video here a while back just about that about that burning bridges and you would be surprised at the bridges you can actually repair even yeah. when it don't seem like it you know time is the best healer yeah. like time heals things you know and actions speak louder than words you know actions is the best way to apologize to somebody right showing them that you're you're changing and you're turning and so, i can yeah. almost guarantee you for anybody out there that feels like you burnt bridges that you can't repair start working on yourself and just give it time. Mm -hmm. and yeah. and most of the time they'll come to you. They see that, yeah. you know, yeah. that change is being made and you don't even have to, to go to them. They'll come to you and say like, you're killing it. You're doing amazing. And they like, definitely can yeah. change. It's, it's, it's hard to miss when you, when you come back from being, um, you know, addicted 
and then to who you are in recovery it's it's there's a special glow about you you know like yeah. people can just see it on your face that That's you're that love. you're healthy or that you're happy right yeah when you're down yeah. in, in addiction it's it's also just as obvious right but yeah. um you can you, take, take <laughs> you know yeah like i i mean even uh pictures of me you know back then i mean i don't have them now but you know, I was very, very small, skinny, scabs everywhere. You know what I mean? You, you know how it is. Uh, just mm -hmm. and then to who I am now, it's uh, people tell me I look healthy. You know, when they when they, you look happy, you look healthy. And that's something that I think that, uh, a recovering addict loves to hear. Yeah, that they look healthy. Yeah. You know, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It feels great. You know, there's uh, there isn't uh, much better than than hearing someone say that or that they're proud of you. It just gives you that drive to keep going. Right. And that, that's what that, it goes into the whole self-esteem confidence that I, I mean, you build. Nobody wakes up confident. Nobody just is born this confident. The, right. Any somebody that has confidence, it was built through actions and through work and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that that's the that's the that's the key to confidence. And I feel confidence is very important in recovery. Like you. 100%. One, okay, so basically, when I got clean the first time, I was 26 years old. I completely stopped everything cold turkey, went through withdrawals, whatever. Something that kept me on the right path was, for one, having this newfound confidence that I've never felt before because I was able to actually have nice things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was able, I was working for. I was able to spend my money on nice things. Like I had the best Android phone at the time that yeah. you could get. And I remember thinking, holy shit, I've never had a phone this nice. I've never <laughs> yeah, been able to. that talk. They don't last long. Right? No. <laughs> yeah. Like I always had the little $50 Walmart yeah. fucking yeah. bullshit yeah. phones. Like. Seven Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to have a whole, you know, thousand dollar phone in my. I, I never experienced it before. I was never on that level in life before. So that just that alone gave me so much self-esteem like it, it just it feels good yeah. knowing that hey i can do this i can really have nice things in my life right yeah i i dude i know exactly what you're talking about because uh when i moved away i you know i got a decent job and uh you know when you start to be able to buy like clothes and shoes for yourself you you know you look good you feel good you know, and it makes a huge difference, you know, like it. And I thought the same thing. It's like, whoa, like I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm, a, I'm buying clothes for myself, you know, when mm -hmm. usually I'd be, you know, in my closet, fucking flipping them to my dealer, you know, to any kind of yeah. clothes I had, you know what I mean? So that, I mean, this, the, the self-esteem is, is definitely huge. Mm -hmm. So I definitely get where you're coming from. It's a key factor that not a lot of people talk about. I, I feel I haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about it. I think yeah, it's I know. Huge. I think it's, you You know, it's just, you know, build that self-esteem, build that confidence, and it will most definitely help you in your recovery. Because another thing I, I say and preach, talk about is recovery is not just about stopping the drugs. No. Yeah. It's about, it's about look, it's, it's about fixing that hole that you have that you want to put drugs in to fill. Right. Mm -hmm. So. That's the key. That's what's going to keep you clean. That's what's going to keep you on the right track. And is really, really the self work, the self work, the, the self improvement. Yeah. You really you know, got to look inward. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's, it, there is something there. Yeah. A lot of people will be like, well, there's, you know, there's nothing. I just, you know, I just like to get high or whatever. But, you know, yeah. there's, there's a reason why you're doing it. 
And, you know, you got to fix that. Uh, it, it it takes, it could take years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no it, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And that's, that's like a huge, huge thing when, when you're trying to get sober is you have to, to kind of look inside and say, Hey, what's going on in here? You know, you got to unpack. Yeah. yeah. I'd actually <laughs> like to interject just like right quick. Um, You know, I'm 16 months sober now, clean and sober. And it's yeah, actually and, I'm um, a day a day before a day apart <laughs> and I, love uh, it. I had a had a real rough day yesterday like the one of the worst days I've had I think probably since yeah. I started yeah. this sobriety journey and it was like you know inconsolable just to the point where the last time I felt like that was like when I was doing drugs every day yeah. you know and you know I, I've had my dad come here and was sitting with me and we're talking or whatever. And I was just saying to him, like, it's so much easier to just want to do it. Like I just want to go out and get a bag and, you know, because I feel so bad, you know, like, and it fucking hurts. Like it's pain, it's undescribable. And, you know, you're out here and like, I don't want to do it, but that part of my head, that's way back there now is yeah. like, girl, do it. Yeah. You know, it's like pushing me. And it, it really did like even take everything in me still after this long. And it hasn't been that long, but you know, it's a, it's a long time when it's something girl. that has such a hold on you, you yeah. know? And you know what? That's, that is, um, that shows amicable strength. Um, it, for every, every person in recovery has the strength in them because, um, they know there's an easy way out, but they choose to stay on the hard path. And that's to, yeah. because they know what's going to happen when, if they do go that easy route, then it's just going to get harder. Right. So going the hard way in the beginning of it stops you from going all the way into this, this fucking mess that you, you know, that, you know, will happen. You mm-hmm. pretty much see it flash in front of your yeah. eyes. Right. Uh, and yeah. so that's, I mean, that is a, a huge, it takes huge strength to do. Yeah. That. And it's even uh, like, you know, giving up the drugs, like you said, is one thing, but yeah. you have to choose to not be an addict, you know, like you yeah. can't act like an addict. And, um, you know, I think that was, a a big slap in the face kind of lesson yesterday for me that I was like, even though I gave up the drugs and I gave up drinking, still allowing myself to fall back into those addict tendencies where I have to like physically drag myself out of. Right. It's a behavioral thing too, that you get, uh, you get used to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like the life of an addict or, or, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll catch yourself telling a lie or that you don't even need to tell, or or, you know what I mean? Uh um you get you get uh addicted to the the life like the the lifestyle i guess um of of the addictions and so it it all so i mean every day like like you said it's it's not an easy thing Mm -hmm. and it's an everyday that's the everyday battle right that that you gotta stay strong you know and 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 uh kind of get get your your mind off it with using something healthy right and like you said with um you know people who have adhd and i'm was diagnosed borderline personality disorder. So, you know, struggling with those two or any one of those things on their own is like a nightmare. Then you put them together. Plus you add in an addiction. It's like yesterday was like, felt like the worst 
moment ever because I was just like all of those things are ganging up on me right now and I just don't have the fight yeah. in me to fight and back. they go you know they go hand in hand addiction mm -hmm. and mental health right oh, and, yeah. and that's yeah. why you know and that's why it, it is a sickness right because you're dealing with things in your head and you're using it as a you know a release or uh you know that's that's a mental health thing right mm -hmm. so like I struggle with anxiety you know depression sometimes you know that's a big one yeah like uh but um you know, the anxiety, um, when I started, um, what does this say? Let me ask you this though. How do you, how do you feel today? Um, I woke up feeling better today. Uh, you know, after I talked with my dad and he kind of brought me back to earth a little bit, um, Dylan wasn't home. So I was kind of like, you know, out here on my own with it. And, um, yeah. you know, this morning I woke up and, you know, he's here and I'm kind of just like waking up to the sounds of like my kids, you know, watching TV and like this life around me. And, um, you know, it's it's a lot better to wake up to that rather than waking up to like, you know, you just been awake for six days and you don't know yeah. what the fuck <laughs> is going on or where your shit is yeah. or like, yeah. you know, it's um it's a way better feeling. So it's enough to like push me through um, yeah. a little kind of like shaky sort of on the borderline there of, of being bad and good one second. And, you know, it's, so it's just kind of like, yeah. So basically I can, I, I want to elaborate a little on that situation. Yeah. You, you should feel, feel confident in yourself that, that you actually overcame that situation. Cause that's a big situation to overcome. Mm -hmm. wanting to go use and not doing it but that's growth yeah that is flat out growth yeah and you've proved to yourself which this gives should give you confidence and help your self-esteem that you prove you prove to yourself that you can say no you can yeah. you can choose your life instead of that life and something that i always tell myself that helps me out when i have bad days or when i have these moments i just sit back i reflect and go okay this is a lesson for me. This is I'm growing here. Pain, pain is growth. Yeah. Straight yeah. up like pain, any kind of pain, emotional pain. Uh, you know, when you go to the gym and you damage your muscles, what happens? They grow. Right. Your right. brain and, and your your life is no different. You go through this pain and you grow from it. You become stronger. And one thing that stunts that growth is going to use. Yeah. Go, right. Because you you don't you you're not learning. Okay, so if I'm going through emotional pain and I go get high to deal with that emotional pain, what do you think that does? I'm missing the whole lesson of what that pain is trying to teach me. Right, yeah. And that's how I look at it. So whenever I feel yeah. pain or I'm going through something that's heartbreaking or this, that, and the third, I'll just tell myself, okay, I'm going to get stronger from this. I'm This is here to teach me something and make me a better person right. and so I can learn from this. And if I go use that drug, I'm going to completely uh, not uh, there's a word I'm looking for. I'm going to completely stump my growth that this situation is trying to teach me. Yeah. So that's how I look at that. And that helps me. But I'm proud of you for overcoming that yesterday. That's a big yeah. deal. You know? It is tough. And I was at work. Right. So it's like I'm not here for uh, support, you know. Uh, but once I got home, you know, we, we kind of straightened it out and we just got to keep keep on trucking you know what i mean there's it's mm -hmm. uh 
Yeah, we've built quite a bit of a life. We've been through quite a bit since, uh, you know, since getting sober together. Uh, you know, like I, I started, um, you know, I got sober on my own. I had to go to detox and all that. But um, we found each other and stayed sober together. You know what I mean? Which is a day apart, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, like it's, you know, we're there for each other. We're each other's support. I mean, we have support outside both of us but you know we keep each other strong which is you know great it's it, it really works it's out. a blessing honestly yeah for sure like it's it's, it, it's definitely huge we started this thing together because we want to you know show people that we can do it you know and that they can do it you know like we know a lot of people you know need help and we're here to help them as much as we can right so um what was i saying uh, i had something pop up on the on the computer here um, I think you were saying something about anxiety. Oh, anxiety. Yeah. Okay. So when I I um I'm sober now, 16 months uh, because I did get into the drinking really heavy after I quit drugs. Um, right. that was you know I used the drinking as a as a medication for anxiety. So yeah. the time that I drank, then I felt okay, right? So my stomach would be in knots, you know, and then I'm like, well, if I drink, it was the only thing that I found worked for me. Um, and that's going back to the mental health, right? That, you know, that was something that drove me to do that. Now I kind of fa have found more healthier ways to cope with that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, the, the thing is, is that when I would drink, it would go away for that night. And then the next day it was it, it, 10 times worse, right? And then I'm sitting there, okay. can't get off the couch, right? Like it's it rough, right? So then it, it turns into a binge drink because I'm now I feel like shit the next day, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, that all ties into the mental health uh there as well so i mean the adhd you know the, the B, bipolar bpd all of it you know what i mean like it's it's um it's a huge factor in it you know and i know a lot of things happen to people you know bad things happen to people and and that is a, a huge driver to it as well that people get into trauma. it's it's all self-medicating right is, yeah. is what it comes down yeah, trauma is a big one yeah yeah trauma i got lots of that yeah 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 oh yeah trauma is definitely a big uh driver for for addiction mm -hmm. you know people people really have trauma trauma is a real thing people have been yeah. through things in their childhood or this that and third or yeah yeah that, uh, it really drives the addiction in people yeah 100 percent. i've seen it happen you know to to family to friends you know like uh, um you know bad things happen and and people can't get out of their head you know when it when when that happens and then they they use this and then boom you're addicted and mm -hmm. and then off you go right so yeah, yeah. i mean some people are wired to like naturally just know how to attack yeah. those things yeah. and other people aren't whereas they have to like consciously decide to attack it in a particular way and i'm like yeah. that so i have to like every day make a conscious effort to like go the right way yeah. you know i'm at a fork yeah. in the road and i have to con like constantly be picking the right way yeah you got to weigh yeah. it all out yeah. figure it all out right something funny about addicts is we're very impulsive yeah and we we look for short-term uh fixes uh, yeah we look for short-term fixes and it, it's very appealing to us for me in particular it's hard for me to uh look far down the road even a month like hey what i could I'm going to get this reward later. I'm working now to get this reward later. It's very hard to get motivated by that because we're very short-term thinkers. So when we find a substance that instantly opens that reward system that we're looking for, it becomes very appealing. And you and you kind of start to only think in that moment. Yeah. you got to retrain your brain and really your life 
to start looking at those long-term gains because those are the ones that's going to improve, help right. you improve that. So I, I, I think I kind of left off where, uh, you know, grandmother giving me hydros and I kind of felt so, oh yeah, 18 years old, you know, it started going to jail, things like that, in and out, yeah. running the streets, looking for the next party, always. Um, so around 23 years old, I ended up catching a felony charge, you know, an aggravated burglary, got into an altercation with this person, went to jail over it. Um, so I did, I ended up doing three years on state probation from the age of 23 to 27 or around 24 to 27, something like yeah, that. I got yeah. the charge when I was 23. I was convicted around 24 and, uh, at 26 years old. At, oh, and I had, a. Uh, by this time, see, this is what I talk about when I say that I leave things out when I tell my story. Pretty interesting parts. Uh, I I ended up, I had done being stabbed and all kinds of stuff by this point. Um, so I'm sure people will be interested about the whole getting stabbed part. It was a drunk, it was a drunk encounter. Me and my friend, we ended up going to, you know, get into it with these people. And this guy's girlfriend that we got into it with, ended up stabbing me right so right i got yeah. i got a big scar on my side right here from uh, almost died almost lost my life from this situation the knife actually hit my lung it didn't puncture it but it hit it i, I stayed in the hospital in icu for three days over this wow um these are the things that i usually leave out yeah i just don't i don't really care too much to talk about them but i i need to start talking about these things because they're yeah. interesting you know mm -hmm. right. so yeah i got stabbed Ended up, I, they prescribed me pain pills over this shit. You know, I, yeah. anytime I've ever been prescribed narcotic pain pills, I always abuse them. I mean, right. I, I end up taking the whole bottle in two days. So, uh, that yeah, that was that situation. Got stabbed, almost lost my life. But when I was uh, when I was 26 years old, I had done a little stint in jail, like six, seven months in jail. And, I, and th it was normal for me to do this. Like, I stayed in jail. I was always in these situations. Yeah. But something about this last time in jail, I told myself, like, that something's got to change. And I don't want to keep doing this. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of coming to jail. I don't like being in jail, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get out and I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a first violation for my probation. So I know if I violate again, I'm going to prison. She's sending me to prison. And that's just what that is. So I'm, I'm formulating this plan to change my life in jail. I end up getting out and my girlfriend had left me while I was in there too, which right. I think it helped me when I yeah, yeah. Home. like it pushed me to want to do better. Cause I'm like, yo, like I just, I ain't shit. Yeah. Like, it gives you I, a bit of drive, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm enjoying my sun drop here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I get out of jail. I start selling drugs again. Yeah. I go right back around down the same bullshit right. road that I've always done. Start selling drugs. I noticed that this girl, because I did love her, you know, I was in love with her. Right. I noticed that she would stay around because I had drugs. You know, we used to use together. We yeah. Out together, like it was just, you know, this is all, up until twenty six. This has always been my life. It was me, right. Right. You know, getting high, whatever. So she's staying around. About I, now at this. At this point in time, I had been out of jail for probably a year. And, uh, you know, 
doing drugs, selling drugs the, the whole time, you know. Uh, so basically, I end up thinking about that plan that I had. I'm like, you know, I I need to do because I'm on my way to I'm on my way to prison. Right. I know yeah. any day I'm going to get violated. I'm highly addicted to sub subutex at this point. Right. I found a, a, a hookup and I was selling pain pills, too. But I, I liked this subutex that I was able to get from this person. I just liked the way it made me feel. So I was highly dependent on this stuff. And if you know anything about subutex, it's MAT. It's it's very similar to Suboxone and Method. Right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, the withdrawals coming off this stuff was it was a it was a bitch, dude. It was a pain. Yeah, yeah. Elite. Yes, serious yeah. serious withdrawals. Now, mm-hmm. th- when I, when I talk about you know this is possible, you can do this it, with the right mindset. Because had I not have all, had all these things driving me to want to get clean, I never would have went through these withdrawals. I right. never would have went stuck to the process of of getting clean, but I had very low self-esteem. You know, the girl had left me. That was a big driving force, actually. Um, right, right. It just it it, it it opened my eyes and I felt like, you know, I'm I'm not shit. I, I'm a 26-year-old man and I have nothing. I'm supposed to be doing things at this point in my life. I'm supposed to have things. I'm supposed to, you know, have a decent credit score, be you know, just be built. Right. And I was like, I'm, I'm never going to have that on the road. So I was very honest with myself. I remember sitting in my dad's house in a back bedroom, middle of summer. There was no AC. I'm sweating. I got a cigarette pack with some pills in it and a few cigarettes. And I was thinking this to myself. Like, I don't have anything. I'm going to have to make a change. This is going to have to be done. And right then and there, I made the decision. Yeah. Got clean, stopped cold turkey. Yeah. Went through crazy with and, and mind you, I worked through these withdrawals. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I worked a physical job, went through the withdrawals, stuck to it. You know, music really helped me. Like, you know, look looking into the future at, at where I wanted to go really helped me. The breakup really helped me. Like it just all this stuff kind of it was like a beautiful combination of things that just drove right. me. It was exactly the, the combination that you needed, I think, yeah. at that time. You know, I um, I can definitely relate with, with what you're saying because that was uh, me. You know what I mean? I was just like that. I had, uh, you know, the the girl, like she's, you know, my my son's biological mother, uh, you know, and she hung around just, just you know, we, we did drugs together, you know, but towards the end of it, you know, we were just people that lived in the same house and, and we were drug friends you know mm-hmm. but um you know when i got clean that was a pushing thing too it was like you know I, am i gonna stay here or am i gonna move up right but i also had lost my son and that was what really made me go for it it was you know he's got nobody now unless i i'm the one that's gonna do this because she you know she's not gonna can. do it you know and 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 that was you know, almost eight years ago and she's you know there's been no changes made you know, there in her life. But, and, you know, I was always there for my son and that was, that was huge for me. I'm like, I got to do this, you know? So, I I mean, you got having a driving force is is super important as well. Right. So I relate with that for sure. Yeah. Pain, pain Mm -hmm. pain will really push you to, 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 you know, get, get really to a better position in life. Yeah. And I, you know, I preach that all the time. Like I'm not the guy that's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you the painful shit that yeah. mm-hmm. will push you to do better. Yeah. Some people like it. Some some people hate it. 
it is what it is, you know, and I am that guy. I'm, I'm the guy that's just going to tell you like it is because in my opinion, that's what needs to be said to actually yeah. make you make a change in your life. If I sit around and coddle you and tell you what you want to hear, I'm, all I'm doing is keeping you comfortable. Yeah, it might make for good content. Yeah, yeah. But all I'm doing is keeping you comfortable. That's right, all yeah, doing. exactly. The, yeah, the goal is to get uncomfortable because those uncomfortable situations is what's going to make you a, a stronger yeah. person. That's, that's where you grow, right? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd much rather have that kind of person you know, around me then, you know, those are the people I hung out with when I was using and drinking where, you know, they, they just tell you what you want to hear. Yep, you know, keeps you weak. You need keeps to have somebody, you know, like my mom or whatever, that's like, you got a problem. Something's got to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going nowhere, you know, unless you fix this shit. Right. Uh, and then the, the, those are the people that make you think, you know? Yes. hundred percent. So to, uh, kind of get back to the story, um, I, I get clean go through the withdrawals. Now these withdrawals lasted like a month. Yeah. I'm talking, yeah. It, it was bad, you know? And when I say a month, something I always like to elaborate on when I say, because I, I know what it's like to be going through withdrawals. And when you hear somebody say a month, Oh my yeah. God, yeah. I'm going to go through this for a month. Yeah. No, the, the first week is definitely not like the fourth week. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It lingers. You know what I mean? But it's, it gets better and better as yeah. you go. Right? It progressively right. gets better yeah. as you go. And, but I remember, I remember looking back, like this was one of the hardest things I ever went through other than yeah. my fentanyl withdrawal, which we'll get into that. But yeah, at yeah. this point in time, I remember thinking, yo, that was the hardest shit I've ever did in my life. Worked through this crazy withdrawal. And to break it down, I remember the first week was absolute torture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it was Man, it was bad. I wanted to just crawl on the floor and die, dude. Yeah, it's bringing bad memories. Yeah, I yeah, actually you know. have chills. Yeah, yeah, I've been, yeah. you know, and that was the same with me with the mm -hmm. methadone, man. It, you know, it was like, it was, you That's know, the worst one people say. right? And it was, it, you know, it was 50 times worse than, than the, the withdrawal. And I did it cold turkey too, you know, and it was, uh, this was worse than, than any withdrawal I felt from from the drugs you know what i mean i that met that methadone and then doing it all together you know what i mean is is it's just a bitch yeah. you know so i i mean yeah that brought back some some memories yeah. of, of my withdrawal times you know yeah dude it's horrible it's, i've heard that methadone is the the king it's, when it comes to withdrawal it's, it's bad man yeah it's definitely uh it takes the cake i think it, because it lasts so long right like the right, right. Lingers and lasts so long. Right, and it, that's what it is, you know. But you can't. It, it's you know the first week. It's it's you can't sleep. You can't fucking. Mm -hmm. You know your legs. You you know you're throwing up. You're you're shitting. Shitting whatever, yourself. You know? uh, but yeah, like as you go, it gets a little better, mm -hmm. and you know, like it's it's it does start to uh, you know you you and your body starts getting stronger because you're starting to you know build your strength back up, and you're yeah. you're able to deal with these things, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a bitch. I withdrawal can kill you either way, but yeah, uh, you know the methadone. I had the doctors calling me like, "You got to come in." You know what I mean? Like, you can't do this cold turkey. Like, you it's you, you'll die. You know, I'm like, well, I'm fucking doing it. I'm already dead. Yeah, I'm not yeah. coming back in there for that shit again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that that was it. I, I did it right. And then after that, like I said, you feel strong as shit, and you're like, I can do this. Yeah. I you can feel, do anything. You feel a level of confidence that yeah, right. Not right. a lot of people have. I mean, once yeah. you right. go yeah. through that, hundred percent. Yeah, once you go through that, it really, it, it's really a self esteem boost. It's just yeah. getting through it. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, yeah, like a lot of people can't. And look, I understand. Like when I talk <laughs> about these things, I understand that you you may be in a place in your life where you just can't go through it because I've been there myself. Yeah, yeah. I've been there, you know, it takes, 
it ta- it definitely takes the right mindset and the right yep. driving forces right to right. get through something like that it's that serious so i get it um but i you know i did it and i remember about a month in you know after the withdrawals after i started feeling pretty you know pretty good like i was i felt good again decently you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying about a month in you know at this point i had done got a gym membership i'm going to the gym and that gym was a key 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 factor to to stay in sober so long and uh because it was like a new addiction i mean it was something yeah. that i really really fell in love with and looked forward to right but a healthy one you know yeah. yes it became my hobby it became i mean i have an i have an obsessive personality i think yeah. most addicts do right mm-hmm. right like i obsess over things so if i can find that healthy thing to obsess about oh i'm going to the moon with it like i'm 100 it's just I, I go to sleep thinking about it i wake up thinking about it i think about it throughout my day and it was good for me. You know, it was something that I could, I could obsess about that wasn't drugs, that wasn't yeah. getting high or getting, yeah. Oh, this weekend I'm going to buy some dope or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, this weekend I'm going to go grocery shopping to get my food in order for my diet. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, meal yeah. prep and, and meal hit the gym. Yeah. Those gains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that became another addiction and it kept me on a really good path. You know, I ended up meeting, who, who, who would end up being my wife. She's my ex-wife now. Great yeah. woman. You know, I actually owe a lot of my success to her and I will, I don't, I don't care to say that publicly at all. Um, it, she was a great addition to my, my journey, my, my yeah. journey of sobriety. And we, it, everything, the way everything kind of just came together for me at this point in time, it was, it, it was definitely in my favor. That doesn't mean that I didn't work. Like I worked my ass off, but yeah. mm-hmm. everything kind of fell in place for me the way it was supposed to, in my opinion. And I started, you know, really getting into the gym, really paying attention to my finances, my financial situation. Yeah. I was able to stack my money. I was able to save my money. I was actually able to have something. Right. Which right. Was, that became addictive. That yeah. became addictive. Like, I being in a position where, Hey, I can have nice things in my life for once in my life. I'm experiencing being, you know, basically average like everybody else. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a normal member of society now. And it was all like a pretty cool experience. And, uh, it motivated me to do even better. So I was like, you know, I've made it to this point. I wonder how high I can go. It's almost like you break past a barrier. Right. It's, let's set. A, let's smash that goal. Let's let's just set a new one. You know. Yeah. And and let's go further. You don't see this in the beginning. You don't right. see these things. You don't. You don't. You don't know what you're gonna be able to do. Right. But when you start doing it, like these doors open that you never would have yeah. thought open. You know. Yeah. It's just, I think that's. You know, we're we're in that that um you know we're we're early in in recovery. I mean, it's you know a year and a half, but um you know I we're at that spot where we're kind of just coasting trying to get by you know yeah. what i mean uh but you i mean that's a, like you said that's a that's a, a time that you're gonna go through and then until you're like all right it's time to take it to the next level yeah right so I, right now it's it's just been um different for me just to have a job in general you know what i mean because yeah. um you know when i was drinking and and whatever else like i couldn't hold a job you know what i mean yeah. uh props to you for going through a withdrawal at, at, yeah. at a job that's was, you know it was crazy man something i could never ever even think about doing but 
uh right now i i'm, I'm, I'm trying to just uh you know it's it's it gives me self-confidence and, and self-esteem just to be able to make money just to support my family I'm maintaining that's, a household yeah, yeah like that's you know that's that's big so once once we we kind of get that down you know with with the prices of everything and, oh my you know God. It's, it's crazy but yeah. um, we're having a hard time right now it's yeah, wild yeah, out there but, you know we uh, you know once once I do get there, it'll be like, all right, time to step it up. You know, yeah. I, when, I, when I did go back to work, I was just cooking, you know, but, um, you know, if there did come a time where I'm like, I need a little bit more. So now I'm like supervising a kitchen, you know what I mean? So trying to take it, take it up a little bit, you know, but right now, like, we're just, we're just trying to get by at this yeah. point, but you know what? We are staying sober through that time. So, yeah. yeah and that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's bigger than what you think, man. Look yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you you get through these situations and you look back on and you're like, you know what? I did that. I did what I had to do. Yeah. Well, you do see the the posts and whatever that says, uh, you know, that I really relate to. It's, you know, a year ago, you wished you were where you are now. You know what I mean? I see that all the time. And it's like, I it's really did. Very you know true. I mean? Actually, a year ago, we were literally sitting yeah, yeah. there just like wanting to be right where we are right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know? and, you know, next year we'll be, you know, wh where we're thinking high. about going. You know, and that's but you know sure. one, one way you won't though is if you pick back up. Yeah, that's yeah. one yeah. thing that you gotta always yeah. know. Yeah, that next year you can be in a whole different right position in life, and it can be good or bad. You make the decision. Yeah, and when you pick up, man, like you know what road that's gonna take. There's a there's a choice um, when you're sober, and that you, there's a choice every day. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's 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 either do the work or give up. You know, yeah, yeah. And I'm not giving up. That's a a, you a know, lot that's of who it I used to be. You know? yeah. yeah, a lot of it, like you said, you know, um, with kind of putting a lot of your time in the gym and stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because we both got that, but from like a different point of view. So we yeah. kind of like picked up. Yeah, yeah. learning to tattoo yeah. and it was kind of like he bought it for me as like a Valentine's Day present. We thought we'd just like fuck around. Yeah. And then, you know. I banged out this tattoo like that day we got it and we just kind of like l laughed at each yeah, other. Like yeah. we, it was so wild and it was like un an unlocked like love that immediately was like, was I yeah. love yeah. doing this. And then yeah. for him, it was like, you know, you get that, um, the pain now you I know, get the, I get that the get you get like that gets you yeah. through shit. Right. Yeah. So it's like he's getting that um, ink therapy and I'm getting that therapy from focusing on yeah. doing one thing. Yeah. And here we're therapy doing it together. Right? right. So it's like, and you know what? It's it's funny because those things <laughs> seem to just find you. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe maybe you find, like she said, something that you didn't even know you could do. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll drugs uh, you in so many ways. Right. Yeah. Right. And but, when you're off of them, you you're you can actually think you're like you unlocking parts of your mind. Right. Yeah. That and you, you can focus closed you know, off. on something that you didn't know you could do or yeah. maybe something that you did know, you know, you can feel passion for things. When mm -hmm. you know, yeah. You yeah. Feel the passion. Like you, if y'all were still using you, you, you may have never found out that you loved a tattoo or no, yeah. whatever. Like you, 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 you may have completely. And that's what I'm talking about. When, when I say drugs hinder you in so many ways, that's one of them. Like yeah. you yeah. your passions when you're on, like being numb hurts you so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like not being able to feel life. Yeah, I said that like verbatim yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It it is so painful to feel nothing. 
and that's it's a wild concept because pain is something you feel so and i'm trying to you know explain that to my dad and you know my whole life i was very closed off about my mental health and especially about my addiction to my parents um and they didn't really know until last year that even even from 15 until you know now last year uh, they were kind of completely clueless, yeah. right? I was a closet addict. And so, you know, my dad's kind of sitting there absorbing all of this. And I'm like, it's so hard to explain like that, how painful it is to have nothing, like yeah. to feel nothing inside. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, you know, Being numb is scary, man. Yeah. You know, and blacking out is scary. And uh, to uh, feel you know, like- that, that numbness, that pain when you're fucking sober and clean. Yeah. It's like twice as bad, you know, because when you get to that point, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do some drugs and feel better. Or, you know, that was me. Like, I was like, well, if I'm an eight ball deep by six o'clock in the morning, like, (laughs) like a normal person, like I would function like a normal person. I'd get up and like feed my family and like go about my life. I was like out here rolling around, driving around town. Like I've been doing lines all morning. Yep. And it did not affect my life whatsoever, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in my head. Mm-hmm. So now looking back and like trying to live my, a normal life now to feel that pain, it kind of brings you back to those times where you're like, I was like, not okay. And those things weren't okay. And like, I was not living my normal life. This is my normal life kind of thing. Right. And so but you're blind to that. Yeah. Like it's weird to feel, confused. to feel that numbness yeah. um, and not have the drugs to make it go away you know but you know what it is nice to feel things mm-hmm. it know? is it whether you know i know that it, it's it's bad sometimes your bad shit happens all the time but um you know you're alive you're feeling something yeah you know uh, i've always found that head. better than being numbed out you know being able to feel those bad things is very natural though yep, yep. very natural you're not supposed to be able to numb that you're supposed right like that 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 all goes into the growth that I was yeah. talking about, you know. Uh, yeah. You're, you know, when you, when you get hurt, you heal, you grow, yeah. you learn, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it it all just goes back to drugs hindering you in so many different ways. Right, like, right. Your growth, you're literally stunned. Your yeah, growth, yeah. Um, by blocking that out and not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate with what y'all are saying when it comes to that. Definitely. So, we where was we at? The okay, I got clean. Ended up okay. Um, I ended up gaining things in my life, right? Like I never right. really knew what it was like to accomplish things. Like it's actually something to be proud of. And at this point, when I had like built myself up, because I completely in a three year span, me and my my wife, we completely. I mean, I, I turned my whole, did a 180. Nobody expected it. Nobody saw it coming. I had a lot of confidence in that. You know, I got in the gym, got in very good shape, crazy yeah. shape. Like, yeah. just was obsessed with this. Uh, my financial my financial situation changed. I bought a, we bought a house together. I fixed my credit score. I got my driver's license back. Went and got my GED at 27 years old. Went and got yeah. my yeah. Amazing. So being able to kind of look back at what I came from to holy shit. Like I got a house now. I got the, uh, I had a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of pride. But one thing that I was missing was, uh, 
really the tools and the knowledge I needed to stay clean. Right. Because me and my, my wife ended up splitting up. We got a divorce, whatever. It wasn't a bad split up or nothing. It was consensual, you know. Uh, it wasn't nothing to where, like, I was going through crazy heartbreak over. Like, right, right. But basically, I end up, ended up living the bachelor life. And that, yeah. when, you, when, when you change up your system, your routine, you have to be careful with it because you mm-hmm. can fall back into those old habits. Right. It's super easy. Super yeah. easy. And, you know, if you if you watch my content at all or my lives, I, I'm, I'm kind of always preaching about a routine. Yeah. Get that routine in place. Stay consistent and recover. Right. Like right. That's my whole brand. Yep. There's a lot of meaning to that. I don't just say that for no reason. Mm-hmm. What you do consistently on a daily basis is what's going to dictate your future in your life. So. When I switched up my routine, I made a few wrong turns. I started going on a lot of dates, you know, just living a bachelor life. Yeah, yeah. You know, thinking, you know, I'm making good money at this time. I'm, you know, I got my own place, got a couple of vehicles. I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm out here doing it. But the biggest mistake I made in this process is thinking that I could keep my drug use and alcohol use under control. Yeah. And you know, since then, I know now that, no, I can't be using not even one time. I can't yeah. be out here. I can't do this. I can't manage this because yeah. you might be able to thank you can in the beginning. Like, okay, I, I got high this weekend and now I'm good. Yeah. But right. you keep playing with that. Yeah. You know who, who you are as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I'm not waking up tomorrow. And Dancing with the devil, really. Dancing yeah. with the devil. You're playing with fire. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. You know, uh, and that's what ultimately led me back into the fentanyl addiction. So let's get into that. I feel like yeah. that's probably the most interesting part of my whole story is yeah. getting into the, um, because I had done beat addiction before, right? Like I had right. done, got out of it, beat addiction. A lot of people don't like it when you say beat addiction, but that's just, right, how I, right. you know, whatever. I beat it. I beat my situation. Yeah. Now, now you're untouchable yeah. at this point. Yeah. Right? And that's what I thought, right? I, I thought, yeah. oh, I'm untouchable and yeah. I know what I'm doing. I know how to manage this. Now, when I started taking fentanyl, I didn't know I was taking it. Because, you know, there's a big counterfeit pill problem, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Fentanyl is being laced and everything. A lot of yeah. people are out here taking fentanyl and they don't know they're taking it. Right, yeah. right. It's it's happening everywhere. Right yeah, everywhere. A lot you know? here, yeah. too. So, And I think that's why the fentanyl part is uh, like a big big for you to share because um it's it's becoming so much bigger with everybody these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they take it by accident. And then... Well, Twelve-year-olds smoking joints fentanyl, laced right. with it, and they're dying, right? Like, I like t- I tell my daughter all the time, like, I don't care where you are, what you're doing. Like, please, God, show up with your own weed if that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, because teenagers are teenagers, and they're gonna do it. You know. Oh, right. So it's well, kind of like, yeah, in Canada, we, we have it in the stores. Yeah. Right? So, well, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, they're putting it in weed now. Right. Like, yeah. and that's wild. Like, is. that is absolutely insane. And then there's like, it's mostly little kids yeah. dying from it. Yeah. And they don't know. Well, and then the you first know, then, time then, boom, they smoke a joint, gone, they fucking know. die. Like, yeah. Yeah. so a, it's lo- out a lot there. of it is younger, you know, younger people that, yeah. I mean, fentanyl has, has, it's it's crazy how much it's changed the drug game. Yeah, right. Well, when I was doing fentanyl, it was patches. 
right. you know, and and th- that's what it. I mean, that's where it starts with, uh, you know, prescription. You know, where you're getting them prescribed or what? Like I wasn't getting them, but I knew someone that was. Um, you know, but um, the patches, and then it, and then I it turned into the the powder form that was coming out, right? Yeah. And that was, you know, I I was doing that for a little while, but I mean, I got out of that, you know, right kind of when that started, mm-hmm. um, and like thank god because now it's just it's just gotten insane you know the the fentanyl craze is it, over here it's it's just crazy you know so you're in canada yeah yeah, yeah. that's why yeah, we're we're in niagara falls yeah yeah so it is really really oh, yeah, really yeah. bad here especially in niagara and the the car region. fentanyl yeah right? you're, Carfentanil, getting, yeah. you're getting all that too right yeah crazy yeah. dangerous that stuff i i mean i i did it by accident and i was blacked out for three days you know and that was actually the, the last time i did uh fentanyl was the car fentanyl and you know it was just uh awful awful three days that i don't remember you know and then it's waking up to what the fuck i gotta make a change here mm-hmm. and my son's gone and you know um uh, but yeah the car fentanyl was bad and that was that was actually now that i think of it the last time that i used that shit that's good man that's crazy pal Anybody that overcomes a fentanyl addiction, yeah, it's, it's really wild, man. Especially yeah. when I look back at the at the amount of times that I overdosed and how many times I I actually almost died because of this stuff. Yeah, and the fact that I'm still able to be here and talk to you on this podcast, right? I think about that all the time, and it, it really gives mm-hmm. me a whole new perspective about life. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and. To, to go back to the fentanyl, right, I started I started using it, didn't really know I was using it, later found out that, hey, I'm selling you fentanyl, that's what you've been taking, whatever. I'm like, well, damn, that's crazy, but at this point, I don't really give a shit, I've been taking it, I'm going right. to keep taking it, right? I yeah. like this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I did, and, you know, that whole little ordeal with the fentanyl, it lasted about two years, went through a pretty heavy addiction. It didn't start out too heavy, but, you know, you know how addiction is. It's a progressive disease, mm-hmm. yep. whatever, it, and it gets worse. It just does. Your tolerance grows. You start wanting more, yada, 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 and it just gets worse. And it will get to a point where it comes to a head and you either die or just hit rock bottom or go to jail. There's no good outcome No. to a to an addiction. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that basically happened to me. You know, I was maintaining for a, a, a long time, a while. I still was able to have my job. Nobody knew I was getting high. Right. Um, and then I got pulled over one night on my break at work, still on the clock. Uh, went to jail for a DUI and lost my job. Now, so given the story that I've told you about how I turned my life around and got my driver's license back and got, got clean and right. Went and got a good job, and you know I'm doing great now. Yeah, you're up in a in, the, in a high place, you know. In the blink of an eye, gone. And I knew, yeah. I knew it was gone. I knew what I had just done, because this wasn't just a DUI. This was my third DUI. Yeah, right. Serious, a serious. Mm-hmm. And I just lost this job, this six figure job that I had. I mean, it was just, and that's how it goes, man. In the blink of an eye, you can lose it. But over yeah. addiction, addiction can take everything from you. Yep. And that's what it did. Now, I got bonded out of jail the next day, whatever. I had somebody come bond me out. But this is when my addiction actually took a turn for the worse. You know, fentanyl does numb you. I, It gave me an extra incentive to not want to face reality. I right. knew what I just did to my life. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew. So 
I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this and get clean tomorrow. And that little cycle lasted a long time. Yeah. But I did not want to face reality. I did not want to face what I did to my life. I knew, right. I needed the drug. Like I just, I didn't want to come down from that, that high that yeah. I knew every time I started to sober up, I'm having to face this shit. And I shit. don't, yeah, I don't here like it comes, this. you know, mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah, I don't like this. So I ended up actually cashing out my 401k. Right. In this process, paid a lawyer. Um, and I blew the rest on fentanyl. I mean, I ran through this 20 grand in two months. Yeah. And was just getting high. And it, it ended up getting to a point where it was either uh end up on the streets and die or move two hours away with family. Right. Those were my only two options. That I wasn't looking into any treatment centers, didn't even know how to get into one. Right. Yeah. At this time, you know, uh I wasn't into content, all that, you know, I, I didn't know much about recovery and addiction at this point. Right. Yeah. I just knew that if I don't move away from here because I can't get clean. Yeah. yeah. Like, There's just no way I've tried it a million times. I remember the, the, the furthest I ever made it into a fentanyl withdrawal in my hometown was like 36 hours. Right. Cause you I, know, what's there. You're like, well, I, I give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would cave every time. Yeah. Every yeah. day for i know six months every day i would tell myself okay i'm gonna get clean tomorrow yeah i'm gonna get and i would just tell myself this and something would come up and i'd get and it just you know just a revolving door right right right. so that's when i made the decision okay i'm not gonna be able to do this unless i move away so that's what i did i moved away started my recovery process now this was about a year and a half ago to this day i ended up moving away and uh I, I, I started getting clean. I had like two relapses in this in this year and a half. I'm, I mean, if you want to be technical, I'm close to a year substance free altogether, right. yeah. like no substances. But I claim a year and a half to, in my recovery, you know, because that's just that's just what I like to do. It is what it is. Yeah, right. It's still part so, of your yeah, recovery. It's your recovery, right? It's my recovery. That's right. what that's it is. That's right. Right. It's my recovery. So. I ended up getting into the the whole cradle there for in the beginning, in, in the beginning of my, but I, I quickly started to realize that I'm de- becoming dependent on this stuff. I'm, I'm becoming addicted to this stuff. Right. Yeah. And if you look up on the internet, there's a lot of people that'll tell you, oh, cradle's not addictive. It's like this. Yeah. It's like this fucking medicine sent from God that has no negative. Right. Right. Yeah. And I actually, I think true. I checked out one of the videos you, uh, you posted a couple days ago uh, about about the kratom not something yeah. i i think that i've ever even heard i of, never right? even like so, this is i don't know time. if we don't have it over here or or what mm-hmm. but I, well, it was I, interested to interesting to to hear about for sure yeah and you ain't missing nothing no because right. if you if you're if you're in, if you're like doc as opioids and you go to take kratom you're gonna love it you're gonna want to take it and it's gonna make you feel uh it's going to make you feel like, oh, I'm not doing nothing wrong. This is legal. This yeah, is right. So it, it, it's kind of like this thing that traps you because you're, you're able to just go to the store and get it. You're mm-hmm. not going to go to jail for having it unless you're in a state where it's illegal. Yeah. Which I think in America, there's like three or four states that it's actually illegal. Yeah. But everywhere else, it's legal. You can have it. So you you you, you kind of have this sense of uh, like, oh, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm this not, is okay. I'm still in recovery. You know, I'm yeah. not doing nothing wrong. This is, 
but no, you 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 can get high on kratom, especially those extracts. You yeah. can get high on it. Like you can become very dependent on this stuff. There's people that go to rehab to get off kratom. I think right. uh, one of the other creators on here, Matt Keegan. You know, yeah, that right, is? right, yep, yep. He he had a big problem with the kratom. And when he was talking about his story, shout out to Matt Keegan, by the way. Uh, when he was telling his story about the extracts, I was like, dude, that's that's real, man. Because I yeah, I ended up having a problem with the extracts. You know what I'm saying? But I ended up quitting. But I can see how somebody gets to a point where they actually need rehab for this shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when it comes to the kratom, I just always say tread carefully, tread yeah. carefully, because if you if your DLC is opioids, you're more than likely gonna become dependent. You're gonna be trading out your fentanyl addiction for right. kratom. It's, it's another addiction, is, right? Right, which is cool, but because kratom ain't gonna kill you, fentanyl right, will right. kill you. I mean, it's yeah. just the bottom line. I mean, it's it's safer. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot safer. It's yeah. a lot safer. But when it comes to the addictive nature. Yeah, right. It's You're still gonna happen. need something every day. Yes, you know what I mean? it's still same. that lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot safer, but it's the same as far as the addictive nature of it. The the you know whatever. Like, so I mean, you'll spend your last dollar on it. it yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like that. So, in so I ended up getting you know stopping the crate and whatever. And I will say this for me, the withdrawals were not near as bad coming off kratom as it was fentanyl. When I was coming off fentanyl, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that, that was that was brutal. Yeah, brutal. Coming off the kratom, it sucked. It wasn't fun. I was in pain. I wasn't, but it wasn't. It wasn't like that. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, yeah. That when it comes to kratom, so so now, um, I feel like another interesting part of my story is the content. You know, like yeah, that's something a lot of people you know want to know about and. In this recovery process is when I started making content. Right. right. I told myself, uh, if I can help somebody with my story, it's all worth it. I remember going through my withdrawals and, you know, in the beginning of my recovery process, I was actually. Uh, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. No, I was okay. actually watching other people's content and I was thinking, you know what? I can do this. I got a story. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing left to lose. I'm right. not ashamed of my addiction. So I started uploading content to uh, YouTube. Right. And if you go look at my YouTube channel, the first four videos I actually made in active addiction. Right, right. Still in my fentanyl addiction. We're definitely going to check that out. Yeah. yeah, go to my YouTube and yeah. check out my first four videos. And then after that is when I had actually moved away, started my recovery process, and uh, started uploading content consistently. Right. Because I told myself, I want to do this. I want to be a recovery addiction creator. I want to yeah. be an influencer. This is something that I want to do. I'm going for it. Right. And that's what I did. You know, I started just talking about my story. If you know anything about YouTube, they don't typically like to push. Uh, no. Right. Content. Yeah. The algorithm yeah. isn't pushing that up there. Right? They don't. Yeah. I didn't really know shit about algorithms and all that. Now, I was right. learning about it as I went. Yeah. But uh, my big thing was YouTube. Oh, I want to get big on YouTube. Like right, my, right. That, you know, uh, that's just what I want to do. YouTube yeah. is the number one search engine, aside from Google. It's right. like the number yeah. two search engine in the world. Yeah. So yeah, if you well, Google, up, it's a, it's a Google, like Google bought it, right? So like right. now, if they're they're one in the same now, right? Yeah. yeah, number one search engine in the world. Yeah, yeah. So if you can blow up on YouTube, like you're doing it. Yeah, right. You are right. doing it. So, yeah. uh, I wasn't getting really no views, like, yeah. but I didn't give up. I was passionate about what I was doing, just a little bit. 
of engagement I was getting made me right. feel so good. Yeah, that's kind of like where I am right yeah. now. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm not up there, but we're right in the know, beginning and, there. And but... I have the same the same thought is that if you know if I could help one person, yes. then you know, and like I like to do this mostly because it's a it's like a form of release for me mm -hmm. uh, to tell my story because I like to go into meetings and stuff. Like I, I never went to a meeting until I went to detox. And uh, they br they bring people in. You'd have little meetings on the spot there. I liked that because I could I could get stuff out and talk about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Really? And that was huge to me. You know what I mean? Because then I felt way better after. I mean, I don't go to meetings now, but you know what I mean. I I kind of use this as more more of a platform to kind of let it out now. It's kind of like Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. it's you know. It's really cool. And that's kind of where I am right now is like where you were. I, I want to be a, a, a content creator and, and do this now. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. you, I see, mean, sorry, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> the engagement doesn't drive me. That's the thing. Right. Right. I think a lot of people think that, oh, uh, you're just doing this for money. Like I, I have people telling me that sometimes. Yeah I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, no, like I was I was uploading content every day when I wasn't getting no engagement. Yeah. Like, right. Mm -hmm. I did that right. for four months. It was the love of what I was talking about, and still is to this day. The, yeah, the love I have for this, yeah. the passion I have for it, it just makes. If I get two comments on a video from people telling me I'm helping them, I love that. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 I know the feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah. So the engagement never really uh, motivated me, or it, it it never pushed me to do anything different. Right. So mm -hmm. when I started getting it, is when I jumped on TikTok. Yeah, because I was I was thinking, OK, if I really want to be serious about this content creation, I need to take it seriously. I need to yeah. be on all the major platforms putting content out. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's what's going to help my name grow, my brand. All that. Yeah. Yeah. So TikTok was a big turning point in this social media journey. Um, And that was about a year ago, I want to yeah. say. But it's, I jumped on TikTok, started making videos. I was putting out one a day, whatever. It would do decent. It might get a thousand views, a good right. one. Yeah. But about about ten days in, I put out this video where I was talking about the counterfeit pill problem. Right. And that motherfucker went viral. Right. Right. I'm talking it. It took off and got a million views in like three days. So. I was like, damn, I'm on to something with this TikTok shit. Yeah, yeah. This is I need to keep this up. So and I won't lie, getting that type of engagement, it is like a high. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, yeah. Like a, yeah. It, it it makes you it, it, it makes you feel good. It's like a high, like getting all that attention, all that comment, everybody liking it, you know, a hundred and twenty thousand people liking your post. Like right, yeah. That's it's it's kind of like a high. So I stuck with it. I, I stuck with the TikTok. I ended up kind of deviating completely from YouTube and just went to the TikTok and I was getting great engagement. You know, yeah. I would, I would get a hundred thousand views on a video, a lot of interactions and things like that. And I started to learn a lot throughout this process, which I know how to be an influencer. Now, back then it came so fast. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how to handle criticism. I didn't know how to, uh, really handle a following i was doing things kind of wrong right um i would i would entertain haters like it was stupid yeah 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 i'd be in my comment section arguing with haters like right. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah when you get to a certain level bro you don't even pay them no attention like yeah you know, right 
you're when you put yourself out to thousands and thousands of people, you're, you you're gonna get expect it. everybody to like you. Right, right. Yeah. There's no. gonna be yeah, there's gonna be a few. You're a hundred thousand people following you. You know what I mean? So it's it yeah, congratulations on a hundred thousand. That's crazy too. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's bound to happen, right? You can't mm-hmm. really but yeah, like I think I seen something today actually that somebody had commented on something that you had posted, but you know, it there was no uh response from you on there. So oh, that's class <laughs> right. Yeah, but, yeah. It was, it was like something really weird too. Like uh, some, Man, some girl had said something funny. like People you know, are. I think, um, you know, I kind of like been, uh, I mean, I'm more of a TikTok watcher, yeah. Um, but I do like, I have kind of started our, yeah, bit she handles here, the TikTok. I do the, the I mean, I'm not stuff. like great at it, right? So, I, like you said, I'm kind of just like stumbling around trying to find right. my way, but you'll a learn, lot, you learn as you go. Um, yeah. a lot of what I've been kind of noticing, like even just with our high sobriety TikTok, like, so obviously we're following all like, you know, sobriety pages and yeah. recovery pages and all this. And a lot of what I'm seeing, um, like I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, you know, we could be onto something here with the two of us, yeah. um, especially us being uh, together as well and kind of going through all of this together. Um, a lot of it is because our stories may be very similar in a lot of ways but are so different yeah like i said you know i was a closeted addict both times um and uh even to come the day before we did our first podcast i was like nervous as hell you know because i'm you know i'm thinking like you know there's all these people that know me as one person and they're gonna come come and and hear all this wild shit that i've been doing and they're (laughs) just like you know and it's a huge um you're being very vulnerable yeah and a lot of it is that there are a lot of moms you know out there who are closeted addicts who remain closeted addicts to not wanting to lose their kids and And their lives and it's a real fear you know i've been clean and sober for 16 months and i'm like are we gonna about like to release this podcast and i'm gonna have you know cps at my door some wild shit you know like it's it's a very scary thing to do and i think for both of us to kind of be able to be like you know we came from two different types of addiction um and because some people are like, oh, well, you know, everyone knew they were an addict. So it's easy right. for them to come, right. you know, and be like, oh, I got clean, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's not easy when oh. nobody knows that you were right. an addict. Right. And so because there's so many different types of people and there's so many different ways to be an addict and there's ju- it's such a wide variety yeah, that yeah. when you're watching it, you feel like you don't relate. So immediately you're like, that's not me, you right. know? So I was like, it's good to have that dual dynamic yeah, where yeah. we can both where you can feel like you can relate to at least one of us yeah, or yeah. one of our situations podcasts yeah. are a great way to grow on social media and if you want a tip from somebody that is actually successful with social media i will tell you you need to be clipping your podcasts right, right. especially mm-hmm. for tiktok that's that's a great way to get yeah. views and engagement like uh, the guests that you have on your podcast, you can clip like interesting sections. Right. Yeah. Like, like me right. talking right now, you can take yeah. the yeah. podcast and clip out a, a, a interesting part of something I said. Mm-hmm. You know, a sixty yeah. second clip. Yeah. And put it on your TikTok, and that's well, what. And what's good with this is this. You're actually the first we've done. A yeah, video we've, with, we've right? not done so, video yet. Uh, so the other ones we we've actually just um uh like 
done the, the, the interviews rate rate in our house. So I've done like the clips, yeah. but it's all just audio. So it's not like there's not right. too much but to like we physically some, engage now with. Now that we yeah. have some visual, we can. Mm -hmm. So, so this is what you need to do when, when you, you know, and if you want, like, I'm just giving you advice here. Yeah. Yeah. You can set up cameras like iPhones or whatever right, right. while you do these podcasts and record. Yeah, see, yourself. that's what I was I was gonna uh, yeah. get on to and, and kind of set up. You got like a setup, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm just, like, we're just, we're just at our kitchen, kitchen table. table but, so. <laughs> um, we're, like, we'd like to set up, you know, we'd like to set up a banner and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then then have some cameras come in and yeah. and whatever. You know, I, I'm kind of savvy with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, and I'm just know. here to look good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's something we're looking into. Yeah, um, you know, but. But just, just like this is only true. what episode three, yeah. so we're 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 kind of getting up there. But I mean the uh, the TikTok, the algorithm in TikTok is is just crazy. It's the fire. views just fly on it's that, wild, that yeah. App, you know, like it's not like Facebook. Right? Mm -hmm. Facebook's a little different. Like even with no no video, we're talking just audio, yeah. Yeah. um, and doing the same thing. Kind of, I took a bunch of different clips and I just like mixed them all down together. And it was a lot of work. Put though. it out. Oh my god, it yeah. took me hours yeah. because I'm not overly good at that stuff yeah, so a learning lot. curve too right but um you know even those were getting like a thousand views yeah, or yeah. 900 views 800 views and i was like that's wild because yeah. personally i don't think i've ever stopped at something that was just like a picture and right. just audio Still, i've never you know, like yeah, stopped yeah. and like li listened to that it's so i know video is a big it, yeah it i know that's a big yeah. um aspect that yeah. we we're gonna add for sure yeah. um but even like i said to to get a thousand views on a on a TikTok that's, that's with big. no videos yeah. is still wild for yeah, to me. Yeah, big. So there was that was a thousand people that was interested in yeah. Uh, yeah. what was being said in that clip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were good clips too. That for sure. <laughs> yeah. I did the damn thing. That's that's awesome. Keep it up, man. Because you know, growing on social media, it's all about consistency. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the page all all day, all day. You know what I mean? I'm on it more than my personal account. You know what I mean? Just kind of. Yeah getting it out there somebody said like i'll share something i'll have somebody say yo i really needed this today you know yeah. and that's i'm happy that that's my happiness for the day you know what i mean the one person you know you know what's real cool is um you you have that um kind of group of consistent uh people who are actively yeah you got uh, your, your followers you know kind your, of your loyal engaging with you right yeah, and yeah. i did sort of notice one of those particular people drop off and i was like I should check in. Yeah. And I just like went out of my way and was like, Hey girl, what's up? Like you good. Just want to check in. Yeah. Cause I, she was like every day, liking everything, yeah. sharing Especially everything. when we first started. And that, yeah. And then it kind of dropped off and I was like, Oh no girl, <laughs> are we losing you? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it was more of me just making sure that she was right. still and, and, on the right track right. and doing because okay. If she needed. Thing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're you have to reach out. Somebody's kind of, uh, you know, maybe fall off the way. Yeah. In mm -hmm. the field. In the field that we're in, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people that you know, unfortunately, relapse and yeah. mm -hmm. go back into a uh, you know. And us as creators, I feel like some people put us up on this pedestal, but dude, I'm human, just like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, right. Relapse people. right around the corner for me too. Yeah, yeah, it could happen at any time. You know what I mean? Um, so, and that's that that that's that's how addicts in recovery are. It's literally anything can break you at any moment. You know. Yeah. But, you know, I, I prove I prove every day that I, I I really am built for this. I'm strong. Yeah. Now that being said, I do not think I'm too good for right. relapse. I, I you know so 
it just goes back to opinions and a lot of people. Some people think that they know you more than what they do. Yeah. And I don't think I'm a god. I don't think I'm nothing like that. I don't think I'm too good for a relapse. I know that it's it's just what I've been through in my life. I've learned at least. Yeah, things. yeah. I've learned, and I feel like I have a lot to offer the world. I got a lot to say, based off of my experiences. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I can help a lot of people with. Yeah, what it's valuable. It, it, what you like, your story is valuable, and that's why I'm like, I got to get this guy on. You know yeah. what I mean? Because Old. you know somebody's gonna listen to it and say, yo. That, that's, that's how well, I'm going me. through that, or I, you know, I know somebody that's going through that mm -hmm. that that needs to hear this. You know, yeah, that's why I kind of I'm like, if I can do this podcast, uh, you know, and somebody needs help, they can hear it and say, man, I, I can. If you, you know, you did it, you know, kind of give me give me some tips, kind of you know, kind of try to get me through that too. To have such a know? diverse to like um, amount of guests yeah. is huge because yeah, not yeah. like I said earlier, not everybody is going to relate to one particular person, no, but yeah. um, you know, if they hang in there long enough and they finally hear, <laughs> like they finally find a story where that's they the relate one. and it's, yeah. that's what gets you right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's all it takes is just to find that one person who also did it. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, well, yeah. I relate to that person. So yeah. I can do this too kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. that's, that's the most important thing I think for me with all of this is that, um, everybody is so different Yes, and, yeah. um, everybody's story though, it's very much the same is so different. Right. And that's kind of so, why I like to bring people on and mm -hmm. tell their story. Um, uh, you know, going back to how I feel when I tell mine, uh, you know, cause like I'll go on someone's podcast and, and just shoot my, my shit right out. I'll give you everything, you know, um, like the, our first episode, I didn't really have that much time to do it, but, um, uh, you know, I'll go on and tell you everything because it, it makes me feel better and it could make someone else feel better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But going back to that, it's, it's, uh, I like to have people tell their story, not to, you know, glorify it in any way or anything like that. It's just more so that somebody else can hear it and say that that feels it, relatable. You know? Yeah. 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 feels real. You'd be surprised at the amount of people out there that can actually relate to your specific yeah. situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it is. And those are the group of people you're after, you know, mm -hmm. some people that can relate with you. And yep. when it comes to podcast, you're, you're after everybody, right? That's why you have guests on. Right. Yeah. Everybody's situation different. And all of our stories are important. Yeah. 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 All of our stories of, you know, redemption and recovery and overcoming these you know, these bad situations. Yeah. It's all important, man. Every, yeah, my, my story is no more important than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't, I don't look at like my follower count as a, uh, Oh, well, my story's better than this person. Right. Yeah. Right. Like a trophy. It's, it's, right. It's just, yeah. it's just, I put content out and a lot of people happen to watch it. And yeah. Yeah. We're all on a journey, man. You know what I mean? Uh, whether you're in recovery or not, you know, you're on a journey in life. And, you know, and then once you get into your recovery journey, you know, that's a different kind of life, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so like, if I can help you on your journey, whether you're struggling or you maybe this, maybe someone will hear this and they know someone that's struggling they're not struggling themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And say, Hey, that's my buddy, you know? And, hey, you got to listen to this. Boom. You know, like maybe I've helped somebody. And that's all I want to do is just help because if I've gone through all everything I've gone through, and I can help somebody with with what they're going through. That's a win, man. Yeah, it's a hell of a win. Yeah, it's a hell of a did win. not go through that shit for nothing. Yeah. That's I right. I mean, you go through it, and and you better yourself. But if you can use it to to better somebody else's life, then doing you know, God's you, work, you're doing it, man. And ain't that the beautiful thing? Yeah, yeah, that's the best be part of it. 
to be able to take your bad situation and flip it into a positive. Yeah. I've always thought that like, dude, I figured out a way to take my, the shit I've been through all the pain and the, everything I've been through with this social media, I have been able to turn that into a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome to me. Like it just, it, it makes me feel like I didn't go through all that for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. It's a, it's a, it's a high in itself. You know what I mean? Of yeah. uh, Obviously a healthy one, you know, where, I mean, if I can help somebody and I, you know, they're like, yo, you really helped me out. It's, you know, that is like a different feeling than, than the drugs ever gave me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. And, and, and being there for, for my kids and, you know, for my fiance and for myself and my family is just, I, I'll take it over getting high any day. You know what I mean? Or numbing myself out or, you know, I'll, I'll work for it forever, mm-hmm. you know, because there's nothing better, right? No, there really ain't. No. Those drugs definitely ain't better than that. No, absolutely no. not. I can't even think of one time no. when I was using that was better than this. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> in that moment, you know, you're like, this is fucking fine. I mean, I actually thought about that the other day. I'm like, you know, there was times when I thought that, you know, this was fun. You know, like sitting there fucking hammered or, you know, doing blow or, you know, doing needles or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, I actually sat there and did that. To look back on that person uh is insane because like it especially when i was doing fentanyl and whatever you know that was years ago you know it's like that it's weird because it feels like that that part of my life didn't even happen right Right. it's like you you don't even i don't even know that person because i'm just a a complete 180 like you said a totally different person now than i like to look in the mirror now i don't to like thinking about what i saw back then is just way different yeah i mean it's it's crazy Uh, yeah how you actually said you felt good in the moment. You know, let's be honest here. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I know the goal is to get out of addiction, be in recovery, and improve your life. Yeah. But I mean, I had some great times being high too. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I did it because it you I got something out of it. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't the right way. I mean, yeah. I don't like it when people try to sugarcoat it like, um, what's a good example? Like, oh. I just hated every second. You, yeah. you had to have loved some of it. Right, right. Or you wouldn't have kept doing it. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah. I like to keep it real when it comes to that. Like, hey, there. this is why I kept doing it. I love mm-hmm. the way this drug made Right, me right. Yeah. But it's not the right way to go about opening up your reward system. Right, yeah. right. So it, it's, it's a wrong path. And it being so good is the reason it takes people down to homelessness and yeah death and jail and all that you know that 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 instant uh dopamine rush that you get right right that that was the that was what was addictive to me yeah 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 and and that's uh, that you know that's huge with uh drinking you know what i mean like the drinking is a a huge problem for that exact reason is that you know it 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 um opens you up it makes you confident it makes you talk and social and you know what and i it's mean it's also socially acceptable right and wow. so you know and everybody's that's, that's doing the it, demon you know? but like not to say that there wasn't times where you know i had a, a fucking great time being drunk and hanging out with my friends and you know what i mean i mean lots of times but and then there's 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 more times where then you wake up and you're hung over right and then you got to deal with that part of it you know of, yeah yeah so i mean there is obviously you know you you enjoyed 
being either high or blacked out or you know i i enjoyed the binge of it i liked yeah. i liked going for days and days and days you know what i mean i like yeah. waking up and being like let's go you know like mm -hmm. let's do it again That's also you know? something i want to throw in too given the fact that hey yeah i had good times or whatever the whole point of me giving a you know a redemption story is to also show you that the bad times definitely the repercussions yeah definitely outweighed any good time right mm -hmm. i'm not going to go on here and tell you that i didn't have fun or didn't yeah. have good times but the 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 bad times and the repercussions dramatically outweighed yeah. those good times yeah and yeah. that's what you got to look at yeah. you got to mm -hmm. look at when when you go down this road a lot of bad is going to come with the good I, right. more right. bad than good is going to come with it and that's yeah. what you got to look at that's when you have to implement the discipline to not get that instant gratification right short term right. good feeling yeah um and avoid that avoid that because yeah. you're going to destroy your life yeah absolutely that's like you know like uh drinking all night having fun and then you wake up you're hungover and your phone smashed and people yeah. don't want to talk to you because you did something you got to pay the right. consequences mm -hmm. and that's the part yeah, that's like shit, you know like, and it's it's funny actually because you know kind of hearing like both of you kind of on the same page as that where it's like i'm on the other side where in the um second leg of my addiction um i was using cocaine and benzos and that the benzos actually kind of came in afterwards as a as a rescue right so mm -hmm. my thing was i was using so much because i had loaded my plate up with yeah. so fucking much like i had six kids living in my house i was taking care of a house i had two dogs like and i also had a life i was working yeah, and right. and this is around the time too uh that COVID happened right so the world's fucking wild as shit oh, yeah. and and yeah. so i'm i'm forcing myself to fit in um a lot of shit into my day that you know an, a normal per person could not no, do yeah, and level and i'm also you know the the everyone's in bed and i'm out there like you know making baking and shit in like yeah. the middle of the night like just doing wild shit because i couldn't do everything all at once and the the, the reason why i was doing so much of it was because it was keeping me kind of leveled yeah. to do yeah. the shit that i was right. um expected to do uh, in my previous relationship there were a lot of uh, expectations for right. me that I in my head was like I can't fucking live up to this like I will never be what he needs me to be but if I'm doing this shit every day all day for five days straight you know it's that sixth day where you fucking crash, you crash. and that's right. when shit starts to hit the fan yeah. right like I remember um I was I was I was on that day six of, of not sleeping and you get like, you know, 40 minutes here or there between bumps or whatever. But like, it got to the point where I was like, I couldn't even stick it up my nose anymore. So yeah. I'm like, you know, finding alternate ways and yeah. I'm driving down the street okay, I'm in my car and I have like a freaking bag with me. And I'm like, while I'm driving and immediately just had a very split second where I was like, fuck this, I'm done. I can't do this anymore, but I can't tell people that I'm a fucking addict. Right. So fuck it. And I just rammed my car into a guardrail. And this is the second time I've ever spoken about it. Yeah. I told him yeah. about it like earlier in the year. Um, and I never admitted it. I was always 
there was a whole story about the accident and, and how it happened, right. of course, because you have to. Shit, right? um, and I knew as soon as I made that move that I regretted it. But I had that was already fucking happening in this yeah. car also take into consideration was my baby mm -hmm. like it was the only the first thing that was ever mine you know and i worked fucking hard for it yeah. and i loved it so that i lost a piece of myself yeah not just the fact that i was like i just tried to kill myself right. like in a split section psychosis type of um moment it's an impulse like and you, said, you know, you know I immediately regretted it and then you know I went home. I, you know, I had to go to the police station. I'm fucking wired. Yeah. I, I literally had the balls to walk into this police station and feed them this big bullshit fucking story yeah. about how this accident occurred. And I'm sure my eyeballs are like saucers and they're just taking down this shit. Like, how fucking dumb is that? Yeah. Like, I waltzed <laughs> myself right in there and was like, yeah, I got in this accident, blah, blah, blah. Like, high as fuck yeah and yeah. i like i am like not the type okay i can't even steal a chocolate bar okay yeah, like i'm like shaking and shit like uh, it turned me into like a superhuman mm -hmm. you know yeah. and so when i stopped using um you know i obviously hit my bottom but it was because of the benzos yeah. because i was doing so much of it that i was going for way too long and i'm hitting those psychosis yeah. moments so withdrawal off yeah TV. and so i was getting the the the, the lorazepams yeah. and when my doctor was like like i already have like i can't even give you narcotics yeah. so you know i was being generous kind of and yeah, yeah you know trying to help you out a little bit but he's like you're done with those so i went to a different pharmacy and i'm mm. hitting up like four or five pharmacies a day getting these benzos taking yeah. 30 of them a day to even myself out and yep. when I had to detox from the benzos by myself in my fucking bedroom, it was like the worst. And that was like the lowest point for me. And then I just went back. Like yeah. I went back to the cocaine. I left the benzos behind because right. I was like, Good fuck that. that. Yeah, right. It's, it's dangerous. It's, it's yeah. so hard because you still have to keep up appearances. And now I've I've made myself out to be this person who's capable of yeah, being everywhere, yeah. doing everything, taking care of all these kids and and taking them here and taking them there and Super being this new. wife and being this, you know, all, yeah. all these things that I'm just like naturally not, you know? So yeah. you force yourself. And now being sober, living a boring life, I... I fought a lot with the 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 need to be doing something yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. And that that's the hardest thing for me right now is because my, well, my mind wanders, obviously, and yeah. I'm going to those dark places and it's it's hard to to drag yourself back out because yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, it's it it's always there in the back of your mind fucking haunting you. Yeah. And yeah. so now that I'm out of it, I'm just like I don't think I could ever fucking go back because when i was doing cocaine i was like i could stop like i'm yeah. not addicted to it i don't don't want to yeah. why would i want to i mean just even uh thinking about mm -hmm. times you know what i mean just thinking about it gives me anxiety yeah you know what i mean if i even thinking about drinking or, i'm literally you know, shaking like, just talking yeah, about like it because it's a big one when, yeah. when i hear about it because i mean I, I got anxiety when i did the shit mm -hmm. uh, i never even liked it but i still fucking did it every yeah. day yeah. you know like yeah, and i don't know why yeah mm -hmm. like it, it's it's there and i'm doing it because it's there but like it makes me feel like shit but you know what i'm still doing it and yeah. like just just the thought 
of my heart racing and whatever it's getting my heart racing right now just even i'm sweating <laughs> like yeah. actually but sweating. that's that's something that that you know I, i'm sure a lot of uh, mm -hmm. people in recovery are, are probably they have to deal with every day you know is that those uh flashbacks and and things like that you I know like ptsd yeah, yeah. That, it's 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 trauma right and you're like oh fuck. and and that's probably what it is 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 that it's more ptsd hitting me right mm -hmm. like post-traumatic stress, stress disorder, disorder. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it means you know yeah. i think a lot of people have the def the definition if there even is one yeah of ptsd they got it kind of screwed up like right, right. ptsd can, can be anything anything be, yeah 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 it could be from a car wreck it could be from some kind of traumatic situation that was traumatic to you right. and in my opinion i put out a video one time talking about how addiction gives you ptsd right, right. i got a lot of hate on that video but to, it's true you know you, your addiction can give you like y'all just said sweating talking about it yeah, what do you think yeah. that is Right. Yeah. That's see, you know what? I, I just call that anxiety yeah. usually, but now it's, it, you know it what makes, I mean? It, it is PTSD. Going through stress right? over yeah. something that you went through, you know, right. it's giving you anxiety. It's giving you, yeah, that's PTSD. Right. <laughs> like even like a, uh, you know, I'll hear a loud knock or something and I'm like, fucking, it brings me back to when I was selling drugs or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and dealing with that kind of shit happening all the time, right? It just it drives me nuts, right? Mm -hmm. My stomach goes yeah. right into that. You hear a song like, on the radio and it coaster, fucking you know? sets you off, even, oh, you know? Yeah. The music's the worst. Yeah. I know. The worst. And we're huge into music, too. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's one of yeah, those Yeah, you'll hear one of those like, songs. It's like, fucking brings you back. Yeah. Brings you even, back. even yeah. smells, man. Or, mm -hmm. you know, the, the you can smell something like maybe uh, like a, you know, like the Scentsy or whatever, the wax melts that you have. Or fucking spend, i'll yeah. i'll smell that uh and maybe i had that in my house when i was drinking or whatever and i'm just like god damn that's you know what right. i mean like yeah and that's that's definitely PTSD. it's fucking wild how your yeah. brain works in that way yeah, right yes. and it's, it's smells even... it's really strong it brings you right back mm -hmm. like you could go right back to your childhood yeah. just from a smell you know yeah. crazy yeah to put a disclaimer in your video though for anybody who would is gonna watch this or what you did with the benzos is i applaud you for it yeah it's, yeah. it's also dangerous stop very, it. very very, very dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. yeah and you know to think back on the actual you know the amount that i was taking yeah um that's a lot it was it was twice as much as the cocaine that i was doing yeah. but like the stuff that i was doing was like pretty uncut type shit not right. stepped oh. on right so you know it's a lot stronger and the the dependency for it the thing with cocaine is that like you do it and then the, you don't even need it you yet need it. you want it but you want it yeah, you want and it. so yeah. the more that you do it the more you want it yeah. and so like i said i'm you know i'm trying to even myself out and i'm justifying it like you do in my head mm -hmm. and i'm just like nobody will know <laughs> like and i thought nobody knew and there's a few people are like well i kind of knew yeah, yeah. but um i'm like if i'm taking the the cocaine and the benzos together that makes me normal yeah yeah that makes me the most normal i've ever wrong. felt and i'm just like yeah. that is not right because that is that not with, me with, with coke when i drink you know what i mean i'm like fuck i'm too fucked up right now uh you know i gotta yeah. do some coke level me up you know what I mean? because I'll, I'll be like i'm going i could see myself going into a blackout you mm -hmm. know what i mean i'm like this is where the blackout starts 
Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I'll do some blows and then it'll line, uh, like level me out, you know? And then, the <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and then it's like, fuck, now I'm doing blow all night. Yeah. Up, like, and you know. it, to kick the benzos, I remember the, uh, the, uh, the first moment it was when I burned my bridges at every fucking pharmacy in yeah. our region, which is, we're talking like several cities. Yeah, like I was cities, driving yeah. 45 minutes away from my house to hit up a pharmacy or a walk-in clinic. And just, I had the perfect story yeah. that I knew was a winner. I'm like surprised I, I didn't have your picture. Yeah, I knew yeah. they fucking would give it to me with this. Right. And so, you know, that's the thing when you, when you're an addict, you become such a world-class liar. Yeah. Oh you get God. so yeah. good. And I'm yeah. by, by nature, a horrible liar. Yeah. So like, you know, if you can convince yourself that whatever you're saying is true, then it's fucking golden. And that's, that was my biggest problem (laughs) was that I was convincing myself like that these things were true. And uh, like with, with my car crash, especially like I was saying to him when I originally told him about it, it was so random. We're just driving and I'm like, I have to tell you something because I think we were were probably by where we were driving and I heard the song that was on the radio or on my Bluetooth, whatever. When I was, when I decided to, kill myself and it triggered me in that moment to to remember that that's what i did because i had told this lie about that accident for so long and to so many people that i actually thought that's what happened yeah that's crazy so the what the wildest part is that you know like when i when i ran out i burned all my bridges with everyone pharmacy wise and i knew i was fucked like i i went and i laid in bed that night and i was like okay hold on because it's about to be like total shit storm yeah and um my ex at the time he had gotten up for work and i was like in the bed just fucking drenched and like shaking and just bawling my eyes out and i actually had texted my dad and just told him i am a fucking addict i need help blah 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 my dad was like we should take you to the hospital whatever and my ex was like immediate no he was like, yeah. no, no, we're not doing that because of my kids and whatever. He's like, she got herself into this mess and she's going to clean it up. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, he let me just, he just left me in there for yeah. days. Like there was no, um, you know, emotional support or anything. So I really was, you know, alone. Like, yeah, and at funny. that time that you're thinking yeah. to yourself, like, fuck, I'd rather die. And I'm literally shitting myself. Yeah, like yeah. it was the most vile yeah. Yeah, I, I withdrawed from opiates and I got clean from opiates when I was 16, when I found I was pregnant with my daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same way, cold turkey by myself kind of thing um, before I ended up having to go to the hospital due to my pregnancy, obviously, to make sure she was OK. So, you know, I'm looking during my my detox moments back at my first detox and feeling like that alone feeling, too. And I'm just like, fuck, man, this yeah. is not it. This is not the feeling. You know, like, and in that moment, I was like, I will never, no matter how fucking bad my life gets, touch another benzo in my life yeah. because it was, it was worse than getting off opiates, yeah. like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. They are, they killer. are very dangerous. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I so also, you- you know, I, I did it all. I, when I withdrawed the last time it was fentanyl, it was uh Coke, it was fucking benzos. It was methadone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, all of it together. And I mean, it's it's super dangerous to do, right? Yeah. Well, it's dangerous to do that. It's also dangerous to stop benzos cold turkey. Right, yeah. Right. You can die. You can go into mm-hmm. a, uh, um, and alcohol too. Yeah. 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 
you know, alcohol and benzos are the, the, the two that is not recommended to ever mm -hmm. stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, there was a few different times, especially in like the first, second, kind of going into the third day where I was genuinely like, I might fucking die here. Yeah, this is like, it. I'm going to die in this fucking bed. My kids are home. You know, like yeah. that was like a sick feeling for me where I was yeah, like, yeah. I know that if I was to go to the hospital, 100% my kids are being taken away, you know? Yeah. So, and that's yeah, a real fear, yeah. right? So yeah, I'm like, that's I have no choice but to risk fucking dying. And what a way to die too, you know, like dying yeah. from withdrawing because you're trying to better your life. Like right. that's the worst. Right. And so I, there was times where I was like, I remember feeling like out of body that moment where like you see the light type shit. Yeah. And I've, I've been there, like I seen it and it would like, it's fucking scary people. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of people don't really talk about the light. You know, it's, it's kind of like a, um, a weird thing because you know it if you've been there and it's you're you're just out of your your body is just there yeah. you know and it's like you're watching yourself go through this um and it's easier to just run towards something that yeah. seems brighter which is that's super scary to it's it's it fucking now. horrifying and and also um you get the that um uh what's the word i'm looking for you you're getting the visions and the and you're remembering yeah, all these shit like i'm seeing yeah. shit from my yeah. childhood that yeah. i've locked away for yeah. so long and all your trauma it's coming but, at you oh, right that's, and your, it, that's your subconscious and you're you know, watching you're... it like a reel really yeah. it's, yeah. it's and you're and like Fuck that. Yeah. yeah yeah it's intensified Man. from the uh from you know not like bringing yourself down from these drugs all, for all this time and then removing the substances it throws your brain chemistry out yeah. of whack. Yeah, like you're not yeah. normal. You're not feeling normal. You're not thinking straight. Your brain is kind of like a yo-yo trying to balance right. out again. Right. It doesn't know what it's finally doing. Finally, right? you get to that, you know, balancing place or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it takes a minute. It's a definitely a process to go through. For it's sure. a fast process. It's a. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it wild. is. It, but it's you know what it's it's something that. Um, you know, I don't think I'd change it, you know, because it's it's made me so strong. You know what I mean? I oh, have no, that, I yeah, you I know, I, I have that where it's like, you know, maybe if, if I was in that moment, I was like, nah, fuck this. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that that once you overcome that, you but you feel like a lion, man. You feel like you can just take yeah. it all, you know, exactly. and that's 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 the, the best part of it is mm -hmm. you gain so much strength from from mm -hmm. the withdrawal everyone is scared of the with especially my my uh son's mother like it that was the withdrawal she would not fucking not she'll do anything to not feel it and i mean you know? that's fucking fair yeah i mean it's not <laughs> great i'll tell you but you have to be there you have to fucking want it yeah. you know and that Got was me to. i i didn't just want it but i fucking needed it yeah. like yeah. i needed it so bad because I knew, like, I know that I'm a good person and I know that the, yeah. the world is a better place with me in it. Yeah. And it wasn't then. And right. so I now know. I need to I need to make good on that. You know, like I, I need to be the person that I was put on this earth to be yeah. and no less than that. And and that's the biggest thing. And I think like, even just yesterday, this has occurred to me. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a year and a half later and I'm still just now realizing like. 
I have a, like a place in this world that means yeah. something yeah. and, and, um, I need to be here to, to stick that out and, and see it through. Like you need the growth and you need the strength. And you're gaining that every day that you that you choose to stay mm -hmm. in, in, in recovery. That's it. Like, and that's the thing. I'm choosing, I'm choosing to be here every yeah. day. Yeah. And that's not normal for a lot of people. Yeah. Like most people just go through the motions living their life. They don't, they yeah. don't need to wake up and choose to live through the day. Right. I have to every single day wake up and and go through the reasons of why I'm still here and and yeah. and what's keeping me here, you know? Yeah. And and it's a hard battle. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you're listening. Now, you know, uh, it does get better, you 100%. know, and you'll hear, you know, uh, yeah, everyone, it gets better, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn, whatever. Uh, it does. And it, 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 there's, there's no truer statement, I think, in recovery is that you, it, you can get through it. And when yeah. you do, you can, you can stay sober, you know, mm -hmm. and you can live life and experience uh, life with a level head and clear mind, you know, and, you know, have passions and hobbies and, and feel love. And you know what I mean? You can, you can have all those things again, even if you feel like you've lost them, right? There is that light at the end of the tunnel that and you can make it through. Also, even if you feel like you don't deserve it, because that's me, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of like this life that we have now, it's still hard to feel yeah. deserving of. Yeah. If you're here, know. you're, you're, you're deserving of, of being here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if you were born, you, you deserve to be here. You know, you deserve every bit of it. It sounds to me yeah. like you guys have found your purpose, and that's very important. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. to find that purpose, you know, it 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 brings you to life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Never been more alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up, brother. Yes, sir. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. It was a great. We had we had a yeah. great time talking to you. Oh, yeah. Uh. We'll we'll be in uh, in contact again in the in the future, but we're definitely gonna put some some kind of video together here and see we see where we can go with this. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna upload it as a uh, like a Spotify episode and whatever as well. But uh, some some visuals I think is a good idea, kind of mm -hmm. kind of give some yeah. something to look at, you know. Play around with it, man. It's all it's that's what it's all about, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate you, man, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Yeah, I want to thank you for having me on.